I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow night You're gonna wanna hold me Just like I always told you You're gonna miss me when I'm gone Nobody here will ever find me But I will always be around Just like the songs I leave behind me I'm gonna live forever now You fathers and you mothers Be good to one another Please try to raise your children right Don't let the darkness take them Don't make them feel forsaken Just lead them safely to the light when this old world is blown asunder And all the stars fall from the sky Remember someone really loves you We'll live forever, you and I I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow night I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow now I'm gonna live forever I'm gonna cross that river I'm gonna catch tomorrow now Hannah Smith LaFriends, aka Roadside Shaman on Instagram, coming to you with another fireside chat. And this one is probably going to be brief because I just feel called to read um, a specific piece that I wrote. Um, and it, I, I might read a second one after that. Yeah, I think I will. I think I will read the totem tale after that. So this is what it is. It's about um, filling our cup go fill your cup to overflowing that it might flow abundance into the cup of your neighbor haven't been posting much haven't been doing much just rewriting universes merely crafting legacies surrendering deeply into what healing 
commands of me. Drink with me from the font. Our source is infinite. Did they know Hannah means full of grace before the christening? Do this in remembrance of thee. Every bite is communion. Every sip is fellowship. Bless all you imbibe as if it were the last supper, for you truly never know which one was. Fill this cup, the cup that is closest, the cup only you can reach, the cup further away, the broken cup, the mended cup, the new cup, the ancient cup, the clean cup and the dirty cup, the sacred cup and the profane cup, the cup of thy neighbor and lover, the cup of thy enemy and brother, the cup of each and every other. Fill every cup to overflowing that all may drink and be blessed. Grace has overrun our tributaries until all the land is a salty marsh filled with ramps and manatee and cypress and berries and all the elements of a thriving garden. Earth, air, fire, water, and spirit are given. Gaia, Shekinah, Sintalo, and Quan Yin, Father above, God within, on plain as it is on point. One more lap before we die. Lean forward and enjoy the ride. Yeah, that's a lovely little reminder that we all should be filling our own cup to overflowing. It's a communion on abundance and access, you know? Abundance and points of accent, access, points of allowing, you know, where we allow our abundance to flow in, where we allow ourselves to become sources of abundance. Yeah. So I'm gonna pull up the totem tale and read that next and that might that might be the end of this little transmission unless I add a couple of unless I add a couple of other ones <laughs> that would be funny uh, that would be funny totem tale search my hashtag let's see let's see if Hannah's archival system works to retrieve stuff in the moment. That's the totem tale of Spider Carries Fire. That is not the exact one I was looking for. I was looking for... That's the bird clan. Where, oh, where is my totem tail? 
<laughs> well, I'll read this one just because I found it and I like it. And it'll distract from the fact that my system isn't working and I'm starting to get a little bit anxious and upset about it. <clears throat> my eyes are the lamp of God. I search my own shadows to shine the light of absolution into every dusty, unforgotten corner of my soul. Judge not, lest ye be judged. Forgive my trespasses, as we forgive they who trespassed against us. I seek my shadows that I may free them. As long as I hide my eye from my own sin, there can be no healing. Janus has eyes on the back of their head. Their light shines through the entire circle. Nothing and no one remains unseen forever. Eventually, all our demons find an angel to dance with. And poof! They are reborn. Mystic and skexy no more. Because I love the music of the old ones, but secretly lusted after decadent jeweled corsets and glistening victuals discarded from the emperor's table. Never could choose each over either, so we got neither. But now we no longer have to choose. The glory of heaven is at hand. You can have your glorified body now. Heaven cannot wait. If you will not find it now, you cannot go there later. So be there now, because we are in the kingdom, in the cosmos, in the womb, in the basket, safe and sound. A new, whole, original self, I and I, me and we, the same as it ever was, complete. I like that one. Isn't it fun to read old stuff that you wrote that you haven't heard in a while? You like It's like you discover it yourself again and it, it brings a mystery and a surprise when you have when you have uh, when you have that kind of um, separation between your work, you know, that separation of time allows, you know, the forgetfulness to creep in or whatever. Um, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I really like going back to um, previous works and coming to relate to them again, coming to understand them again. So... Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. All right, so the totem tail. The totem tail is almost here. <laughs> nope, that's about ancestors. Oh, honoring ancestors. Well, okay, so we will read this one. That's why. That's why I'm having such a hard time finding this because I thought this was just going to be a short little quick thing and I can't, apparently Spirit wants me to read more words, read more of these transmissions. Okay. Honor your ancestors. Honor them all. Honor each sacred ancestor and relation. They do come to your aid. They do bring great wisdom. They do 
hold you close with boundless love. They do feed you more now than ever they could when, we, when you were together in the physical experience. For within every single cell of your body, you now carry their triumphs and resilience in your very genetic code. What all the old ones have asserted in every lodge and circle since the dawn of creation, we now hear shouted in the marketplace and in the holy places, in TED Talks and in midweek sermons. We are built of both the prayers and curses of those who walked the human before us. Honor your ancestors, for they will heal you and light your path sins of the all-father and blessings of all the grandmothers are the elements that twisted our double helix every knot you untangle soothes six generations forward and backward every kink you smooth lets love flow in the path of least resistance is always toward the highest good for all this is the reconciliation of the seventh generation. And also remember, you have many ancestors, so honor them all, not just your favorite grandparent or legendary clan figure. Honor them all, for they each forged a link in the chain that ties you to humanity. Every link is sacred, as every life is sacred. To all my ancestors and all my relations, we meet in peace this and every day. Chukma, Chipisalacho, Chikasha Shanumpa, for hello, I will see you. That was one of the first times I wrote that phrase down. Clearly because it's not written in that um, formulaic kind of blessed manner that, uh, not blessed, like blessing manner. I wrote a little farewell blessing <clears throat> and it doesn't have the English translation the same exact way but uh so this is early this is earlier works in the last day or sometime yes september 25th 2017 i mean and i know that i had written that piece even before that because that was a reshare of that writing onto another uh piece of art anyway because that's kind of how instagram works for me at the moment at the moment so this is what I'm doing. I'm doing a secondary search. And seeing what else comes up. I'm looking in my drive now because some of my writings I have saved um, on a Google Drive. I really need to pull my archive off of Instagram and, and save my writing because there's a lot of stuff that's just only there. It's only on Instagram. So like if for some reason Instagram ever craps out or disappears or locks me out, then I would be denied access to my own art and that would be my own spiritual flow. That would be uh, I'd be a bummer, dude. That's what that would be. So let's, uh, let's, let's not have a bummer. Let's not have a bummer. Okay, it's not e pluribus unum. It's not <clears throat> that one. Nope. 
how about in the heuristic healer folder in stormy seas this is so funny do you guys like listening to me putter on my computer trying to figure out where the heck I am and what I'm doing is that like does that make me feel more real and approachable or is it just annoying and frustrating Either way, it's what's happening right now, apparently. Yurt power. I'm pretty sure it's not in that folder. And it's also not in that. It's also not in that. Oh, maybe it's in dropping clipboards. Is that the name of it? Oh, yeah. Well, that's kind of dark, but that's not what I was. That's not it either. You guys, did you ever draw a drawing or make a painting or take a photograph or write a poem that you swear you know what it is and like you know where it goes, but then you go to look for it and you're like, where is it? I can't find it. Am I sure I wrote that? Maybe I didn't write it. Maybe it was a dream I had. I swear, no, because I've read this so many times. I know that, I, I know that I wrote this. I know it's here somewhere. I just have to find it. Oak Pollen Moon, On Our Way, Prayers of Our Ancestors, Rainbow Gathering. Ah, tail told at low tide. There it is. I found it. That's got to be it. Yes, this is it. Okay, radical. Okay, so this is the one. All right. This was, I don't know when it was first written, but I shared it last year sometime. This is a... It's a free flow, but it's based off of um, some information that was transmitted to me in shamanic ceremony. In other words, it's a download I got when I was meditating in the bathtub. Um, and obviously I didn't write it when I was in the bathtub, but uh, I do remember, I remember having a really strong impulse to transmit part of this message specifically to Holly um, as it was happening. And like, I remember I was in the tub, but like after I like came to my senses, I sat up and like dried my hands off and I, I texted her or sent her an Instagram message or something and basically said, you know, like the, you know, like light signal fires or something like that it was basically like I'm sending you this message here it is here's the message and uh, it's one of those things that more than maybe anything I've written feels prophetic feels somehow like a prophecy but it's not it's a tale of the past it's sort of like 
a prophetic tale told as a remembrance. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't really know <clears throat> what it means or why I'm feeling this really strong pull to share it again now or why I'm feeling this call to share it again now in this portal, in this platform. But I was and I did, so I am and here it goes. This is the tale told at low tide. This is the countenance of Father Cancer when La Luna is in Scorpio. This is the tale told when the tide has rolled all the way back further than our great-great-grandmothers remember it rolling. A quiet pause of breath Whole new tide pools appeared in the distance, just covered in abalone. New pools filled to bursting with flopping fish and ambergris and perfect conch for ceremony and treasures beyond your wildest imaginings. Such bounty of riches that people didn't even squabble over which side of rock they took from. Most everyone had eyes on the abalone. Their noses twinkled with musk as they grabbed up gobs of wadded gold. And the fish for supper were already growing still and being gathered by the smallest children. Most everybody had their heart set on one prize or another, but not grandmother. She and a few others had eyes on the horizon, those who had felt the tremor and heard the birds and smelled the ozone, those like grandmother who had the long sight. They put down the basket, grabbed the hands of the children, turned tail and march for the hills. Because grandmother remembered what happened to those who clung, to those who lingered, to those who wanted to capitalize on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Oh, yes, Grandmother remembers. If you ask her, she will show you the scar on her leg from those who tried to rip her from her just-high-enough perch. But you must ask, for she doesn't like remembering how her leg flailed out before she could will it. She didn't like seeing their eyes disappear into the gloaming. But yes, she will also tell you of her appreciation for the creaking perch that held her. It held her even when others, so many, many other perches gave way. So yes, please, dear ones, fill your basket with the lush abundance in your reach. But keep marching onward and only harvest what you can carry to the hills. If you hear the wave rolling, drop your basket and run. So yeah, that's an interesting flow and an interesting directive to pull it into this moment of now. But 
It wanted to be heard. It wanted to be spoken. <laughs> these words build my mind. These words crafted my neurons. So if these words aren't my ancestors, what what is an ancestor? What is an ancestor except for some part of you that you honor? Some part of what makes you you that you honor? That's what an ancestor is. And what's a legacy? A legacy is how you take those bits that you are made of and you shift and transform them for um, when they move through you, you know, upon your leaving. Leave it better than you found it. That's one of the best spiritual teachings I can offer. Leave it better than you found it. Whatever it is, leave it better than you found it. I know it's hard to make things better sometimes, but you don't have to make it better while you're there. You just have to leave it better. <laughs> sometimes we have to leave things in order for them to improve. I guess that's another lesson. Hmm... Wow. So yeah, that is the tale told at low tide, and I guess in this time of a very thin veil, this time of honoring ancestors, this time of speaking all their names, this one really, truly did want to be heard. It's very interesting. Very interesting. So, this is what I'll say. The ceremonies that I've been participating in, it's really just one big long ceremony that is me walking out my daily life, my daily practice. The, the cliche um, for spiritual people is, bef you know, like, how do you basically do the spiritual path, you know, like monastic life, holy life, sacred life, or whatever. And, and the saying goes, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. So it just basically means that like the being of the human, this thing that we are being, that is our spiritual work. That's our path. That's our life. Just the act of getting through the day, keeping breathing, keeping our bodies working, keeping our minds present, you know, that is the path. That is the work. And you're the one who knows what kind of wood you need for your fire that day. You're the one who knows how much water you have to go and haul. You know how much you have stored up and set aside. You know when it's time for you to rest and you know when it's time to scurry. You know, you know, you know you know and no one else can tell you no one can give you that work you know what your sacred works are and you know what your your things are that you do that fulfill you and that make things better you know what am i going to tell you about it i don't know nothing about nothing with your personal business and I ain't the boss of you anyhow. So even if I did, I couldn't set your schedule for you. Okay? 
This is all contract work, man. Freelancing. And nobody's grading your homework and there is no permanent record. So stop worrying about what other people are judging. Stop worrying about what other people think about you. I think the thing that helped me was understanding that the judgments I felt about God were totally based off of a personal, human, cultural, social judgment. In other words, what's the morality of the natural world? Is a hurricane evil? You know, is a lava a, a sinner? I mean, is a volcano flowing lava? Are they sinning? Are they in the act of sinning? <clears throat> is there something uh, divine and sacred about rain falling down and, 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 and beneficial? Sure, until it's too much and it floods the valley and drowns people and kills crops. So, so this is what I'm saying. Like, all of my judgments were based off of a human perspective. And so as soon as I said that, that idea that I wasn't trying to please people, the people so-called that I was no longer attempting to please was any personified God nature I had crafted in my mind any human type, any hum humane formulation of a creator. Because it's wrong. It's wrong. It's just not accurate. It's a false fear I was sustaining. Because surely if any humanity of God judges me, it will be through my lens of my human experience. So basically it just comes down to... What do I think about what I'm doing? How do I feel about how I'm doing? And people say, oh, sure, that's, you know, that's just uh, hubris. That's pride. That's you not willing to submit. Mm -mm -mm -mm. No, I've done my submission path. I, I have bowed down and I continue to daily to my spirit, to my creator. But what I don't do is worship some fake picture of, you know, Gandalf in the sky. I don't pray to Dumbledore anymore. It's not this weird, fictional, fictitious, judgy, scary, patriarchal, bearded, distant entity that I feel like I w would have no opportunity or ability to uh, convince or or garner compassion because they don't relate to my experience of being the human. So, yeah, I mean, you can't submit until you lift yourself up first to take a look around at what you're bowing down before, I guess. I mean, submission is a process. That's how 12-step works, right? So many people do 12-step for spiritual healing and for um, overcoming their addictive processes and stuff like that never worked for me. It never, it never was a system I aligned with. I attempted, uh, uh, program for food in my teens or twenties. I attempted a program for, um, like, uh, so Al-Anon's like for families of alcoholics, like people who have alcoholics in their family, which I have several members of my family that are, have uh, battled alcohol uh, abuse and addictive processes or whatever. Um, 
I did that. I did a thing for codependency. I did a 12-step program for codependency because I was very deeply, sickly, uh, uh, I had the like me disease. <laughs> As I said, I, I had a terminal case, stage four, like me disease. <laughs> Please like me. You know, crafting myself to everyone else's form and suitability. So, um, yeah, it, 12 step never quite worked out for me and I never really understood why, except for that maybe it was that component, that submission component to a God of my understanding. Well, the God of my understanding at the times when I was doing all those processes had no compassion for what I was going through or experiencing, had no understanding of what my path was. So it was really difficult for me to begin the process and then just the different steps the way that they are it's difficult for someone who's in active trauma to negotiate 12 steps you have to really be safe um you have to feel safe i think in order to access those i mean i, I don't know how people that are actively being traumatized do the fourth step i just don't know how they do it maybe they figured out a way i never could i tried i tried multiple times but I personally find the process of inventory deeply triggering and re-traumatizing. And so I don't do it. I don't, I just skip step four. Um, the inventory comes up in the moment when I'm triggered and I go through the process of making amends as, you know, or, you know, the different, I work my way through the steps of integration and, and compassion at, you know, after, after that, after the triggering, what I don't do is sit down and purposefully trigger myself with a bunch of old stories that aren't, I don't go digging for problems. That's what it is. I don't just sit down and wallow and, and start trying to find the, you know, Oh, what's hurting me. It's like, I know what's hurting me. It's hurting me right now like actively right now. It's just, there it is. I don't have to look around. I don't have to wonder. I don't have to guess. It's just, it's there. So anyways, what a ramble. So instead of 12 step, I've found other practices that are helpful, other systems that guide me. And, but I'll tell you that none of them, uh, hold me with the binds of religion. I've dropped religion because it's it's not I haven't found a helpful uh, construct yet I haven't found a community that practices a corporate religion that I can align with and have social alignment with um, I mean unless you count open lines radio sure that's my my new religion is open lines radio <laughs> oh, that would be funny. The point is that there are religious activities or behaviors that I engage in to correct or soothe or comfort or heal or develop or guide. I do. I have them. But what I don't have is a uh, religious spirit. 
I just don't. I don't have a spirit of religion within me, even when I was a, a deeply devoted and committed um, Christian practicing within the body of Christ, within the faith, within the church. Even when I was that deeply enmeshed in the religion, I did not have a religious spirit. I didn't. I would get upset when people would become overly religious. I found myself often with more uh, ease and compassion in, in those with beliefs that varied from mine than most of the people I was in communion with. Most of the people I was in communion with were extremely narrow-minded and I would say brittle in their heart space, brittle, easily fractured. Their compassion was easily fractured, easily burnt up, easily spilt out. And I, I think it's because they were relying on the religious framework and not their spiritual framework. So, yeah. Twelve step is just another religion like psychology. Psychology is just another religion. Atheism is a religion if you practice it religiously. <laughs> so, oh, here comes an interruption. Knock, knock. We didn't knock, did we? Guys, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Hello. Can I come in? Yes, you may come in. Roar. Roar. I'll drink small. What would you like to have to drink? No water. Not water. Something else. Something else. Something like... Mom. Yeah. See the little monkey? See the little monkey? Mom. See that little owl? See that little owl? Mama, that... That little butterfly? And I see that butterfly. Say hello, butterfly. Say hello, butterfly. Say the little butterfly. Yes. Truman is visiting the temple space. Hi, Mom. 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 Honoring his birthday with a little... Greeting. And the listing of animal spirits. Mom. Yes. Say hello, butterfly. Say hello, butterfly. Say hello, bird. Say hello, bird. What else is on there? Mom. Say hello, strange Mama. little jungle Mama. deer that I don't Mama. know the name of. That's a jungle? Yeah, that Mama. is a jungle. Mom. See the new tiger? Say hello, tiger. Say hello, tiger. Uh huh. Say hello, tiger. Hey Truman, are you excited about your birthday tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. Dinoco. Dinoco. You're excited to get Dinoco for your birthday? Yeah, mom. Yeah. What else are you excited about for your birthday? Cal Weathers. And Cal Weathers. Uh huh. Hi, mom. And what else? Bobby Swift. Bobby Swift. But what do you want to do? Do you want to do something? You want to go and do something? Yeah. What do you want to do? Mom, do the trailer small. Do the trailer? Mom. Do you want to go and see some fish at the aquarium with Oompa and Grandma? I don't want to go to the aquarium. Are you sure? You like to go before. I don't want to go to the aquarium. Okay. Well, what would you rather do? Mom, I'm not, I'm not going to go to the aquarium. Okay. We won't. It's your birthday, so you get to choose. What well, would you rather do? Well, no, no. I don't want to go. So where do you want to go? We're not going to the aquarium anyway. We're not going to the aquarium. So where will we go? No, we don't want to go. You don't want to go? To somewhere for your birthday? Okay, I'll go. Okay, you'll go birthday. somewhere for your birthday. You'll go to... To the aquarium? Do you want to go to the aquarium? Yes. Yeah? 
Does that sound like fun? Yeah. Yeah, it does sound like fun, doesn't it? I think you just needed to think about it for a minute. bro. Look up for this sad fish rose as and played it. (laughs) Up played these dead princess. Only right this tearful owl fell. It was on 50 butterfly, only five monkey, weak of witch. They're coming to my room. Hi, Ma. Hi, babe. Ma. And the cute owl. And the cute owl. Ma, that's a picture. That is a picture. And the cute picture of Ma. And the cute picture of Mama. And the cute necklace. And the cute necklace. No, I'm doing it. Oh, you're doing it. And okay. Cute, you don't want me to repeat? And the cute lights was okay. so moved by his desperate play that she stooped down, beat up the snappy preacher, leaned forward, raised Dicker Dunn, lift up, and kissed that little frog. <laughs> <laughs> and kissed that little frog? Is that what you said? Ma, then the frog was on a farm into a very some owl. The frog was on a farm to a very some owl. Oh, are you all done? Yay! Is the visit all done? Our visit's all done. He has exited the building. Truman has exited the temple. (laughs) I like it when he scripts and, and, like, brings the elements of his current experience into those scripts he kind of like dovetails them really beautifully so i don't know that just was a really nice interruption maybe that interruption ought to be the conclusion because i thought this was going to be like a 10 or maybe 15 minute recording and we're coming up on 40 minutes here boy howdy oh maybe i recorded two episodes today because i know i'm probably not going to be able to record one tomorrow because i'm going to be focused on celebrating the birth of my child And maybe the next recording that I do, I'll tell you guys the story of his birth. Because, hey, birth stories are always interesting to hear. And his was unique and special. And maybe if I retell it, I'll be able to find some brighter moments, happier moments. Because, you know, I I know there were a lot of really exciting, bright, happy moments in the in the birthing of my child it's just that there was also a lot of fear and pain and anxiety and trauma and you know there was a lot of other stuff too so it's like I kind of want to go through that experience with a new spotlight with a new lens with a new filter and see if I can't um, capture and highlight some of the more positive and affirming and uh healing components of that birthing experience yeah i think i'll do that i think i'll do that next but uh it might not be till monday because like i said um it's truman time it's truman season we're honoring we're honoring my little monkey doodle that i adore so much who is my tether to this plane and the reason why I keep choosing to breathe. Yeah. He's the reason I keep choosing to breathe. I hope you all find more and more reasons every day to choose to breathe and find love. There's deep love for you here. Sechihololi, which means I love you. And Tukma, Chupisilacho means hello 
I will see you, as the Chickasaw have no word for goodbye.
broke down, thought that I would drown Hoped I'd be found, for I hit the ground Sunday's at the corner of my eye Yeah, saw you weeping, saw you creeping Saw you sneaking in the shadows long The fear's so strong, saw you at the corner of my eye 